you have something to say, I'd like to hear it. I want a divorce. Are you asking me for a divorce? Divorce? I will divorce you so fast, it'll make your head spin. I want a divorce. 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 This is Dallas Divorce Talk with Don Butner and Carla Calabrese. Don and Carla guide you deep inside the world of divorce through all the ins and outs, ups and downs, and any unexpected turns. Now, your hosts to have and to hear, Don Budner and Carla Calabrese. And hello, this is Dawn Budner. I'm here with Carla Calabrese on Dallas Divorce Talk. Good morning, we, Dallas. Good morning. We are streaming on Facebook Live, and you can find us on our website, calabresebudner.com. Today, we are very excited to have a special guest with us, Dr. Honey Chef a psychologist who has worked in the area of collaborative divorce, marital therapy, and all things related thereto. So we're going to pick Honey's brain a little bit, and Mm -hmm. it's a brain chock full of interesting data. (laughs) Worth picking. Worth picking. So thought we would first have Honey tell you, you know, her little thumbnail of her background and why we should care what Honey has to say on these matters. Okay, so I'm a licensed psychologist. I'm also trained as a mediator, and I have been practicing for close to 40 years. Since Um, you were seven? Yeah, (laughs) bless you. So um, I'm either very old or I'm very wise, and Mm -hmm. so I'm going to lean toward the latter. Um, So I spent a lot of years, um, when I first went into practice, working in the family court system. I spent a lot of years um, testifying, doing custody evaluations, and working with families going through divorce. And then I made a decision that the courtroom is the worst possible place for families to be. And so I was looking for better ways to help families. And so at that point, I trained as a mediator and I discovered collaborative divorce. And so right now, my practice is probably about 60, 65% collaborative divorce about 20, 25% um, parenting coordination. And even my therapy is aimed at helping individuals and children and families going through divorce, or at the other end of the spectrum, helping couples figure out how not to divorce through marital counseling. Wow, that was a good summary. Thank you. (laughs) That was really good. On point. Covered all the bases. So for all of those reasons, that's why my brain is worth picking. Okay. Awesome. (laughs) Definitely. Yes. And you did bring up one thing. We have talked several times. We've talked about collaborative divorce on this show. And we have also talked about the fact that we agree with you that that is the worst place a family could possibly be, the courtroom. Correct. However, I personally find it offensive that you will not testify because (laughs) on numerous occasions, I have needed you to testify. But anyway, that'll be an issue that we discuss after the show. Uh, So here's what we thought we'd do, you guys, because there are so many different things. And we've already said we're going to have, you know, the honey show every (laughs) few shows because really these, these are the issues. I mean, divorce, families, I mean, it's all 
what it's all about, right? It's our lives, our real issues. So I think that piece, the mental health piece and kind of feelings and emotions and how it impacts our lives is huge. Pretty much everything. It's involved yeah. in every, yeah. every aspect. Um, but what we thought we'd do on this first segment, since you brought up that last but not least, you spend time with couples who are in therapy and who have not yet maybe decided to divorce and are trying to avoid that. Correct. And so <clears throat> talk for us. I won't like ask you a specific question because I want you to say what you, you know, feel is most helpful or important for people to know. At least not right now, Don Long, but trust me, she's, <laughs> okay. she's not going to be able to hang on to that. Okay, I'm going to be long. super quiet in just a second. As soon as uh -uh. I say this I know one her. thing. I know her too well. I... Oh my gosh, this is so wrong. Kevin, <laughs> do you hear what they're doing? This is so wrong. Um, hey, keep me out of this. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you, how do you help couples avoid divorce? What can people do even before they have to get marital therapy to avoid having to do that? How do people stay married? So that's a really hard and very big question to answer. So I'm going to give you some highlights, um, more off the top of my head than anything else and out of experience. Um, partly out of personal experience, I've been married a really long time. How long? It, we just celebrated 41 years uh, together. That's amazing. Well, actually, we just celebrated 41 years of marriage. If I told you how long we actually knew each other. You weren't brother and sister. <laughs> no, we were not. Although there are those that may think we grew up together. Um, but I think that, you know, most people, when you get married, um, one of my most favorite quotes ever is that in the marriage bed, there are six people. There is this is a G-rated program. <laughs> this is interesting. I, I've right. heard this, I think, before, but it's very interesting. There's the woman, and there's the man. There's the person she thinks she is, and there's the person he thinks she is, and there's the person he thinks he is, and the person she thinks he is. And the mixing of those expectations and the differences in those expectations often lead to significant marital issues. Wow. Because people come in to marriage thinking they know each other, when in fact they really don't. I mean, I've been known to say that dating and courtship is the worst thing that you can do for marriage. Because people aren't real. They're yeah. not genuine. They're not authentic. They're trying a little harder than they do after X number of years of marriage, probably. <laughs> They're trying to be the person that the other person, that they think the other person wants, wants them, them to be. To be. Sure. Sure. Instead wow. of being themselves. And the other thing is that what most people want is to be accepted. Right. Accepted for who they actually are. And we're not just one person. We are multiple people. And one of the things from my personal life that I've always um, credited my husband with is the fact that he accepts all of the people that I am. Mm -hmm. And one of the biggest mistakes that people make when they enter marriage is with the belief that they can change this other person or that this other person, of course, will change. And if we could roll everything back to when they are dating, when they are getting to know each other, and if people would realize people don't change. Yeah. Change is the single hardest thing 
that anybody can do in their life. It simply is. Yeah. Well, wait, now I have to challenge you on that. <laughs> of course See, you I do. I told you I it wouldn't take See, long. I, was, I was doing this all the <laughs> way over. I that was really good. She let me she say let a lot. You go for a I while. did. Yeah. I did. And, and in the car, I might have possibly said, okay, I want to argue about a couple things so we're not arguing on the show. But this is a completely different thing that I'm going to argue about. Right <laughs> okay. Now. Okay. So bring it on. I think that people it's it's not true that people don't change i think it is not true that i can change someone else i or that i can count on them changing in any particular way or expect it but it may just happen depending on the inner relationship you know on our i remember someone once told me that infinity shape and kind of every action you you make has an you know an equal an and equal reaction or or you impact that right, reaction right some physics connection right yeah there. something i'm never good with that science now <laughs> but so are you are you trying to say grow maybe yeah you know like that people i mean the concept of growth you know, there are people who can grow in a relationship or in their own lives you know it's a, life's a journey right so Maybe that's what you're saying. Well, that, I am, you know, and I am thinking of my own life right now. I'm thinking, you know, my husband um, doesn't listen to the show, so I'm very comfortable telling you personal <laughs> things about him. And he is this the youngest. This could be a problem. He's, he's the youngest of three. He was, like, a little bit overly adored. I think I can just put it at that. A little <laughs> overly adored. Spoiled rotten. And, you know, but I found it kind of a little bit charming and amusing and didn't worry much about it. His parents are gone way too early and the thing I think is almost like all of their best qualities just when they left he got them he just has become he has grown new parts of him like the Grinch with the heart three <laughs> sizes that I never never I liked him anyway but I think it's so, so I, I do he's grown and evolved in things that they weren't there before you know he's really expanded parts of him that weren't there but I think the point honey's making I'm gonna let her go back but is that's right. That's right. right. And, and changes. So, so let me qualify because I'm not actually not going to argue. With Are you, you saying I'm right, honey? I'm saying you're right. <laughs> I don't care about being right. I'm not attached to my ego in that way, but I just <laughs> wanted to clarify. And I think Carla's right also. I think change and growth often go hand in hand and we tend to equate them. But I'm the, what is critical is that you can, I cannot change you. Right. Now, I can maybe change me, change things I do. And you may respond differently in reaction to those changes, but the degree is much smaller than somebody affirmatively changing themselves um, or working on themselves. I'm just saying that change is very hard. Right. It's not that it's not doable, and it's not that it's not possible, but it is hard work. It's hard to change. Do you think someone who's in a marriage that's struggling can say their spouse won't go to therapy? Do you think that that person on his or her own could go to therapy and learn to grow and change in ways that could positively impact the marriage all by his or herself? It is. I agree, and I do that with um, you know men, with women all the time. Honestly, it's not quite as effective right. because you don't have both people in the room. And so one person is out there changing and doing things for themselves, and there may be some reactive adjustment that may be sufficient, but it's never, it's never going to be as good or as strong or as powerful as it is if both people are in the room jointly working together. 
um, Michelle Weiner wrote a book called Divorce Busting, and that is very much the focus of her book on um, how you work on yourself oh. instead of when the other partner will not participate in that process. Okay, interesting. So what do you, what, what kind of things, what kind of advice do you give people when they're struggling? So um, to, not to get to the point of divorce, to be able to. So one of the things, one of the biggest mistakes that people make is they don't recognize that there are stages of love. Yeah. Love changes hmm. over time, right? That's and really interesting. Yeah. Did you talk about this stuff um, I don't know. <laughs> I'm thinking. I mean, we, and when we get, again, going back to expectations, we think that lustful, infatuatory, you know, wonderful, I can't wait to see you, I can't wait to rip your clothes off, <laughs> that that's going to last forever. Yeah. And if we come into a relationship expecting that, and then love starts to mature and starts to grow, we talked a little bit about this in the mm -hmm. car, starts to change people get upset instead of embracing the fact that love does grow and love does change over time and you make the most of it in each new stage. So that's one. What are the, are there names to the stages? And it depends on which author you read, you know, you mm -hmm. read as to what, you know, stage of, you know, what everybody has their own names for like the different stages. So it's like but kind of the excited, you know, sexual. Infatuation is the first stage. Okay. And then. When you get to the end, we just know you're moving a little slower and you have an old body. <laughs> and, between, I think. or you are, you've grown together. You, you haven't grown apart. You've grown together and there's a comfort and there's, I, I was just reading something last night about um, the fact that somebody was comparing love to um, a home that when you first buy a house, you're all excited with all the new things in the house and all the, you're discovering all the nooks and the crannies. <laughs> what, oh, did you want us to stop? No, 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 I was just trying to give them this he cue waves for a at me Sorry. Oh, okay. But keep going. Yeah, yourself. this is great stuff. Here. It I'm is. Yeah, I love this when I read I this Kevin, last night. you interrupted us at like the best part. <laughs> Go ahead, honey. I'm so, so, sorry. so sorry. So, and, and that's what new love is, right? It's that, you know, you discover everything. You discover the new, you know, neighborhood and all the people and all. And that's what new love is. But then after a while, the thing about the home that you love is that you know how to tweak the, the, the floorboards so that, you know, you, you avoid the crack in that floorboard or you know how to put the key in the lock so it, you know, actually opens in cold weather. Or, you know, where, like, the um, snuggly blankies are. And, and that's what, and I, I love that metaphor. Yeah, I love that analogy. Metaphor. It's a really good, I've never heard of it. It's a it great. Was, and I'm going to tell you, it was actually out of a fiction book. It wasn't out of a, um, oh, wow. um, you know, a research right, professional right. book. And it was just, so, and one of the things that was so adorable Horrible in the book is that the main character, because one of the um, comments was you learn how to open the wardrobe so that you can, you know, without making noise. And the main character in the book said, I think I was the wardrobe, you know, and that yeah. she learned over the years together of how to open me up. And so that's how, I mean, that type of love is very different than the courtship, early newlywed, early marriage kind of love. And so it does change. And but you're not saying that 
as it changes that you end up necessarily losing the love part because I think what happens to a lot of people is they end up as roommates. Right. And then I'm cliffhanger, a- cliffhanger. <laughs> Stay put, people. We are coming back after the break, and you do not want to miss this. This is huge. This could happen to you if you don't come back. We'll hear what has, what Dr. Chef has to say in a minute. More of Dallas Divorce Talk coming up. At first I was afraid, I was petrified. I kept thinking I could never live without you by my side. But then I spent so many nights just thinking... Celebrating the sanctity of good radio, this is Dallas Divorce Talk. What you want, baby, I got you. <laughs> okay. okay, your audience just missed the best part of I'm the show, so, right? I, the I need to apologize. That was, that was a little scary. Okay. <laughs> we are back with our the continuation of our cliffhanger. Dr. Honey Chef is going to share with us how we avoid stepping in the pit of becoming roommates with our spouse. Have the answer? And we know sex is the answer, but. Well, well, you know, sex is part of the answer, but also understanding that drive, libido, sexual interaction changes over time. And what if it doesn't, by the way? What if it does for, oh, for one you. reasonable person, oh, oh, wait, but wait, it wait, doesn't wait. for the <laughs> other? unreasonable person who might even be taking Viagra no matter what he says in denial. What would you say to that couple? I'm not sure what the question is. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I, I got a little distracted. It. Yeah, okay. okay. Never mind. Keep going. So, okay. So, sometimes you need to, first of all, recognize that obviously libido changes over time. Physical things happen. And sometimes you have to find alternative ways of bringing each other that satisfaction, right? Physical satisfaction. What was that name of that doctor that you, that would talk about sex and everyone was so embarrassed, like in the 70s? Oh, um, I want to say... Dr. No, Ruth? Yes, Dr. Dr. Ruth. Ruth I, want, yeah. I actually wanted to say Ruth Ginsburg, and I said, no, I don't think so. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> but she no, had no. the same image of the old, yeah. little old, you know, older Jewish woman lady. with the yeah. Jewish lady with the big Honey, you're Jewish. I am. This is perfect. Yeah, okay, know. go on. Okay, so... Um, One of the things, because this is what I was going to talk about um, in the previous segment, was um, what marital relationships, right, couple relationships change the most when you have children. Mm. Yes. And if I was to point to a, a, a moment in time when marriages start to do this, it's when you have children. And so... And why is that? Because, well, besides the physical demands and the emotional demands, it's the balancing act. It is trying to figure out, you know, where are the children, where is the marriage, where are the children, where is the marriage? How do you balance everyone's needs, both as a wife and mother and as a husband and father? Do you think it's kind of a common occurrence that a new mother is going to get so absorbed in her baby that she's going to come. Because I'm just telling you, if my husband had not come home like the first year, I wouldn't have noticed. And <laughs> that's probably the number one complaint, right, that you mm-hmm. hear, mm-hmm. that the children come first. Now, some couples are willing to do make that a joint 
commitment, right? They're both involved in the children, are the center of their world. There are some issues with that too, by the way, so remind me to get back to that if I don't. But when you have one member, oftentimes moms, who are completely absorbed in the child raising, the child rearing. The babies are so cute. They are, mm-hmm. and they and that's the whole idea. That's why they survive. Yes, right, because they they because pull if they for acted that. like they do once they turn fourteen. Right, we, the, the population would just you know be Dry extinct up. quickly <laughs> for sure. Um, yes. And so, what happens is the relationship, the couple relationship, starts to diverge, and she's absorbed with the children. She's not having her adult needs met in, in, with her spouse because she's absorbed here. He is feeling abandoned, neglected, you know, unimportant, under Do the wives ever call the husbands a big baby in that situation? Oh, yes, all the time. <laughs> I wouldn't do that, but I think and I've heard so, people do that. And so what happens is the relationship starts to do this. Mm-hmm. And so if I was looking at a couple, that would be one of Red my flag. biggest recommendations that you make sure I'm not telling you not to be a committed dedicated right. involved Parent. mother okay yeah. you know right yeah. here yeah um but you cannot sacrifice it it becomes an all or none yeah. you can't sacrifice the marriage and you and the only way you can't sacrifice the marriage is if you make sure together that you are making the time necessary. So you'll hear therapists say you have to have a date night, right? Well, that's not just talk. I mean, date nights are really important. It is important that you spend that time, that you don't spend the time talking about the kids. Right. That you actually spend the time together, right, focused on each other. Isn't it also really just attitude I mean, I'm thinking, honestly, I've been married 25 years, and it's a miracle, and it's really all because of my husband, because he had, you know, a great set of parents to look at and be role models, and he always, like, he forced me to pay attention to our marriage, in fact, by pretty much kidnapping me and making me go, and I would cry all weekend when we were out of town together and (laughs) left our childhood. Anyway, that's another story, too, but I think... A lot of people don't really even know. I No one had ever said that to me. Right. That's my point, that we don't really realize that. Now, I would tell you that um, my kids would probably say that my husband and I didn't do that. They would tell you they were and are the center of our world. And when they would say, you know, you and daddy don't go out or you, you know, how come you, you don't do that? And one of the things is, is that we waited a really long time to have children. We had years and right. years and years and years of couplehood that set a really strong foundation. And when we brought children into the world, we brought them into the world because that's what they that's were right. and are the center of our world. Now, in, I would still say that was probably wrong. We should have made more time for ourselves. I mean, fortunately, those years and years and years and years still, you know, prevented us from doing this, right? But I do think that is so important. And I will tell you, my grandfather, right? I heard this from my mom that she grew up hearing her father say to her mother, now he would say it in Yiddish, so... (laughs) It sounds much better in Yiddish, and since I didn't understand Yiddish, my mom had to translate. But he would say, Becky, Bekela, 
you take care of me. Mm-hmm. You, they had five kids. Mm-hmm. You take care of me because they'll be gone. Yeah. They'll have their own lives. I'm the one that's going to be left. And I was thinking, wow. I mean, we're talking about advice from my grandfather. So we're talking like 100 years ago. Mm-hmm. That, it, I mean, what Good advice. powerful words those were. And I think whether they're from my grandfather or they're from a professional, they're incredibly true. That but you, you know what? Has to, you, just like a plant, your marriage is like a plant. Water. I kill plants. <laughs> if you don't nurture it, it is really hard. It's going. Well, and it's just you know I'll also speak from my place of ignorance, which is where I'm most comfortable. Is that well? I know. Luckily, I've learned a thing or two. But it's not just time. It's not just date night. It's also the little things like like my husband calls me a hundred times a day, and. Given that I'm riddled with ADD, I forget that I have a family. I'm just seeing what I'm doing, and I'm finally to the point now because I don't, you know, two of my kids are old enough to deal with themselves. So just during the day for me to call him and be following up on what's going on in his day and have that be kind of at the forefront for me, that's not how my brain naturally worked. Like that has been cultivated, but I think that's as important as date night, right? That oh, you're absolutely. Kind of Just going out on a date isn't the answer. Right. I mean, it's, it's, re, it's fine using that time to reconnect, to focus on each other, to remember the things that you date, like when you dated in the beginning, learning about each other. and Like when you're telling the story of your grandfather. I can imagine, I can't imagine, being a mother with five children but if I were and the husband was saying, you take care of me, I would probably get the frying pan and yeah. pop him in the head with it. <laughs> I can understand that. I would agree. I would think that what he's saying is that I need to, you know, make him a sandwich. <laughs> Where really, I mean, we should interpret these things as really feed me emotionally. Right. Right. And then so that brings up the other aspect of, of marriages and keeping together is the importance of communication. and Like be- yelling, is that good? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what do you want me to say to that seriously? <laughs> but the value of being able to communicate and have what you are saying be heard by your partner in the way it was intended and having that person communicate and you hear the message that they are sending in the way that it is intended. So not just what percentage of people do you think actually do that? It's it's can do it or capable of doing it. It's it's probably one of the hardest things that you know, anybody could do, and that's relational. You know, as a marriage or between you and your children or, or, or work you, colleagues, you and your parents, yeah. your work colleagues. I mean, Don and I have a literally a coach that we hire for our firm to teach us crucial conversations. And the book, there's a book out there. I can't, do you know who the it's author called, is? Uh, I can't remember. I can't remember. But, but crucial it's, ca- it's called Crucial Conversations. It's a great and, book. And we, We're sorry we don't remember your yeah. name, but you read a great we'll, book. We'll, we'll, we'll get back to it next session. But, um, but that book, interestingly enough, is a book that shouldn't be called Crucial Conversations because it's really just teaching you how to talk every day. And say what you mean. And, yeah. Right. And mean what you say. Mm-hmm. And understand that there's, you know, intended meanings that you don't understand, that you're communicating and all that stuff. And so. to pay attention to the nonverbal and, and all that. Why do you think 
therapy, for example, is so effective? Because you are, as a therapist, I am listening, right? I am truly listening and conveying to you that you are understood. And that is an incredibly gratifying, fulfilling um, experience for people to know that they are actually being heard. And that has a lot of the value of why talk therapy, right, is an effective strategy. It's people want to be understood and they want to be accepted and they want it in a way that's different than what a friend can do. And so in marital therapy, a lot of what we are focusing on is helping people learn how to communicate. Now, the really sad part is that we know that marital therapy as a whole doesn't, is doesn't not work. does not have a very high success rate. Why do you think that is? It's, I mean, if, it depends on who you would talk to, but it's because perhaps we're focusing on the wrong things. Um, you know, one of the best researchers out there and, and marital therapist teams are um, the Gottmans, um, and their work is is just phenomenal, and they've spent thousands and thousands and thousands of hours um, determining what makes marriages work and what doesn't. And one of the best quotes from um, John Gottman, going back to how do you stay together right. or before you get married, is to recognize that you are marrying someone with a set of problems that you will be dealing with your entire life. And you want to choose, you want to choose, no, you want to choose somebody whose set of problems you can deal with your entire life. Going back to our very first conversation about people don't really change. And you Mm -hmm. will notice, look at your own relationships, the things that you argue about when you were dating are probably the same things you still argue about long into your marriage. Because, and if people would accept that and say, yes, I can live with, I mean, it may well, not sound By the way, you decided to. <laughs> and that's, that would be my other um, final comment. To me, marriage is a choice and love is a choice. And you can, you choose, right? I choose you every day. I choose this relationship. And that empowers you. And it makes you feel less out of control because I'm making this a choice. I am choosing this relationship. Right. I I love that. And I love that quote, love is a verb as well. Right? Oh, yeah. That's a great one. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. So Kevin is waving at us. And I don't think it's to say hello. Is it Kevin to say hello? I mean, I, I do want to say hello. Okay, but, uh, good. Yeah, we, almost time to go. Okay, well, this has been amazing, and we are so grateful to you, Dr. Honey Chef, for, for sharing me. your wisdom with us, and we will definitely do it again soon. And with that, have a great day, everybody.